1: Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Culture Nuanes. Is this Paramore? Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you playing this because I wore a beanie to the office today? Partially? Also uh, just
0: because we were just talking about how sweet they are. One of the greatest bands ever.
1: Paramore. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with Paramore. I'm not gonna hate on Paramore. I will take issue with the greatest ever statement. They're not better than Doug Baldwin. Do tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN radio, hour number two. Having the ability to look at you is such a miss. You the know, of <laughs> let, me, let me help you here. If you're watching yep. on TV, nice du- is nice, 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 back,
0: straight backside. Uh, what is higher, Doug Baldwin's level of greatness, or the number of listeners who know who Macklemore is?
2: You guys, I'm going to quit. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> We, we
0: have not had the Macklemore thing since the the fall of 2017. I just really wanted Tommy to feel engaged. You know, there's a was- reason we haven't talked about it since then. You know, lost half of your listenership. You went from 10 to five over the Macklemore <laughs> thing. He's talking. <laughs>
1: Thousands. Yes. Oh,
0: my goodness uh, gracious. You no, are delirious. Uh,
1: if you missed anything in the first hour, a glorious first hour, which I decimated Colton to all, you can listen on the podcast. The podcast is available all the time. Wherever you get your podcast, it is out there. Thanks to Blackfoot. You Go check it out. Thanks to Blackfoot. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that. All guests, join us via the Rags Brothers RV phone line. If you'd like to listen live, 1029ESPN.com is where you do it. The stream is available all the time, thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Um, Doug Baldwin's level of greatness is, you know, one thing. Of course, it's Macklemore's fame is higher. Amongst our listeners. Well, you didn't qualify it that way. Yes, I, I did. Did he?
0: You guys, I'm going to decimate both of you
1: now, pretty what's, darn quick here. Do you, are, I forget. Tommy, because it's been a little while. Do you yeah. hate Macklemore, or do you like Macklemore? Or is, is Tommy's on my side on just this, that
0: less than the percentage of listeners that you think knows who Macklemore
1: no, is. No, 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 that's not true at all. Thank you. Fake
0: news from Coulter Nuanez, yet up. again
1: today. Uh, we will almost certainly circle back to this, because there's no live sports going on. But we actually <laughs> do have something of consequence to get to right yes, now. We do. Uh, and that is our friend Raleigh Wooster, who is, uh has been an outstanding outstanding basketball player all four years at Hellgate High School. Also, then a great football player in his own right, the quarterback of the Hellgate Night Football team, helping them, amongst other things, break the streak, the ignominious streak of, of losing that they had for some number of consecutive years, which I don't recall the final total, and it doesn't really matter, because they won, and uh, it was... Better than any state championship, you could imagine, when Hellgate finally broke through and got the W on the gridiron. But Raleigh Wooster uh, was a basketball player first and recruited first as a basketball player initially by the University of Montana and had given a verbal commitment. It's obviously very different from a national letter of intent or something like that it's non-binding. But uh, after his freshman year going into his sophomore year playing basketball, but as he continued to get exposure and continued to, be, uh, to excel on the basketball court Uh, had a number of different offers come through, and ultimately chose to go to Utah State to play uh, there in Logan, Utah. Interesting, again, the Missoula Ties. If you haven't heard Grizz Great's The Coaching Tree podcast, go check that thing out. But Stu Morrill, uh, head coach at the University of Montana for like six years, six, seven years for Stu Morrill uh, with the Grizzlies, and then went to Utah State and really uh, sunk his teeth in 18 years there and made uh, Utah State one of the premier Uh, uh, how do I want to say it's certainly a premier program not in sort of the national power type of sense of winning national championships and stuff like that but in terms of the draw and the entity that college basketball occupies in Logan it's as good as it gets the environment and they've been great I mean they've been a top 25 team perennially so uh anyhow Roy Wooster gonna go there but we appreciate him joining us and talking about all this stuff as well as finishing his senior year on the world wide web among other things
0: Bizarre situation. I mean, I think that we take it for granted because when you re- remember back to your high school graduation so many years ago, you think of it as, like, cool, but you're also like, man, I was a kid back then, whatever. But when you are a kid and you don't get to do it, I mean, that's right. a sad thing. Like, when, you, when you're a Raleigh Wooster and you play football, you play basketball, but then you only play spring hoops, and you just don't get to have your last quarter with your boys you're hanging out. Right. And just, Goofing off and doing the senior thing. I mean, it's just—it's too bad. I for, mean,
1: it's your last chance to really be a kid. For you and Raleigh, if, you, if Raleigh in this situation, or you hypothetically to have missed your last, you know, semester or quarter of your senior year it would have been a tremendously disappointing thing to have happen. I would have prayed for this. This would have been great for me, but you know, I got through it anyways. It's okay. You know, different paths. Uh, in any case, it's our Farmer State Bank Prep Extra segment. Farmer State Bank, call your local branch to make an appointment to speak to a lender or customer service representative. They are open for business, not their lobbies, but the rest of the bank, including the app. So you can go download the Farmer State ba- uh, Bank app or visit farmersebank.com. All right. We appreciate him for being with us. Enjoy our conversation with future Utah State Aggie and current Hellgate Knight, Raleigh Wooster. We go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. We're happy to welcome in two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in boys basketball and a Utah State commit for basketball from Hellgate, Raleigh Wooster. Raleigh, thanks so much for being with us, man. How are you?
2: I'm good. Uh, Thank you for having me
1: on. Well, we're certainly happy to to have you on again, and let's start with the craziness that was the season that you had, uh, an unbelievable run undefeated this year, and obviously this was a season that you and, and your Hellgate teammates really put it all together, get all the way to the championship game, and then the virus decides that, no, we're not having a championship game, and so you end being a state champion but a co-state champion. But take us through that because I know this was some something of a redemption tour for you, especially at the state tournament, to go and finish it off. I know you wanted to finish it all the way off and couldn't do it, but nonetheless, being undefeated and going out in your senior season the way you did and as a state champion still has to feel pretty good
2: yeah you know uh, it feels great especially looking back on the year we had uh being undefeated and just how good we played throughout the whole year you know i think we stepped it up a level from last year uh and i just think with the whole virus thing uh obviously was devastating right away and we i know me and my teammates still wish we could play that game but you know just looking back and knowing uh we didn't lose undefeated and the great year we had i think we can all just uh look back and think of those as great times and celebrate that
1: now maybe a silver lining. You got to be on Sports Center with SVP, man. I mean that's pretty good. The Hellgate Knights on Senior Night over there. Did you get to see that? And what'd you think about that being on ESPN television?
2: Yeah, so it was funny how it all turned out. Um, when it first they first started doing that, you know, I seen all the teams they're putting on there, and you know, you just think all oh, that could be up, honestly, With the great year we had, and then getting cut short for the final game. And then our trainer, uh, Paul Cap at Hellgate, sent or tweeted at uh, SVP, and then he ended up saying something back, and I think we all knew uh, then we were gonna be on. and I definitely watched it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, just a good shout out for us and a uh, good kind of feels like a little bit of closure, I guess, to the year right now.
0: You guys had such a tremendous year. It was really fun to watch you. And I know you went through it with this whole group of seniors, 70 guys on the basketball team. I know some guys, there were some crossovers that played football too. Uh, But just take us through just the the whole season, just going through it with these guys. I mean, how were you guys able to make it mesh? I mean, you had one of the leading scorers in the state and Cam Lawrence from Big Sky. uh, But you guys never missed a beat. You seemed to play together from start to finish. So just going through it with those guys, what will you remember most about just the experience of, of navigating your senior year with a whole bunch of your classmates?
2: I think I'll just remember, you know, obviously all the games and then stay being undefeated. But I think just for me, the biggest thing is just, you know, every day in practice, hanging out with your friends, uh, competing and playing hard. Uh, I think those are just really fun memories for me and especially will be down the road. And then I think for Cam coming in, um, obviously really helped us. I mean, great player, great shooter from Big Sky Average, like 18 a game his junior year. Uh, it's hard to come in like that, or at least I'm sure it was for him when you're scoring like that and you're the man on that team to come in. And he was still our great player, but we had multiple guys who could do things. And I think we just meshed really well throughout the year. And then uh, all the rest of our guys, you know, uh, Beckett and Josh mainly played JV, came up, and then our whole bench played JV last year. So it was a bunch of new kids, honestly, on the varsity. And I think we just, from the start to finish, like you said, played really well together, uh, moved the ball, played hard defense. And then uh, I think we just, I mean, it showed how well we meshed on the court.
1: Raleigh, when you look back at your exemplary career, I'm wondering what your maybe favorite game is now that all the games you've played in are, are done. And I'm wondering if that might have been even a football game a year ago or if it, 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 did, it did happen on the hardwood.
2: Uh, I think it's tough to say for me. I kind of like to keep both sports separate, uh, <laughs> like favorites. But I think, I mean, this year would have been great to play that last game and, finish out on top hopefully Uh, at least I think we would have and you know that would have been probably the best one the state championship Uh, coming up short definitely sucks my junior year but I think just football you know honestly to get that first win and the wins after that felt great too but that first one you know after so many years of that big drought of not winning or even really being competitive uh, was just really good for our school and team chemistry and coaches and everyone give us a sign of hope
0: well, we covered every single home game at the University of Montana this year for men's basketball, and arguably the best atmosphere I was in in Dahlberg Arena this year was when you guys played Sentinel down at the Adams Center. So, I mean, what will you remember about that experience? What was that like, packing the house at Dahlberg Arena with uh, for a high school game?
2: Uh, I mean, it's a really good memory. I think it was sweet to get that many fans out, and we really appreciate the support from everybody. Um, And I just think, you know, to be in a big arena like that, kind of on the big stage, I mean, we came out and played really well. I mean, we shot well, moved the ball, we played good D. And uh, it's always just a fun crosstown game versus those guys. It's really competitive, and uh, I know we don't like each other, so... (laughs) Uh, on the court at least Uh, so it gets really competitive and the crowd gets into it it's just a great atmosphere.
1: Raleigh Wooster joining us football and basketball player at Hellgate High School outstanding high school career going to go play basketball at Utah State. Utah State was uh, number 17 in the nation coming into the season this past season which obviously we didn't get to finish off and see how the college season would have ended up either but Talk, take us through this because you very early on in your career freshman sophomore year of high school uh you know were recruited by the University of Montana to go there and then as you know you continue to play got more exposure more and more offers came through and you said you kind of had to re you know assess what you wanted to do and ultimately decided that you wanted to go to Logan and play basketball at Utah State so kind of what went into that decision what was that process like for you
2: well, yeah, just committing so early, and then, you know, with the whole decommitment and everything that happened, uh, just didn't feel right, you know, uh, just like I, I didn't think the chemistry was there, and then just getting further on recruited, um, it, was, it was really fun, but also at the same time stressful trying to decide one place to go, uh, what you want to do, because it's going to be for hopefully the next four years of my life, um, but I just think I went down to Utah State on a visit earlier this year during football season, and I just had a blast. You know, the campus and everything, a really pretty campus. It's really fun. I mean, there wasn't even school in session, and I, I just, like, kind of right away had a feeling that's where I wanted to be at. And then just the basketball side of it, it just felt like a family, just the coaches and players I got along with really well, and the way they ran practice and treated everyone outside of practice was just, like, phenomenal to me. Uh, again just felt like a family and just felt like it'd be it'll be a great experience
0: well people that don't know need to know and people that know definitely know but utah state absolutely one of the best environments in all of college basketball when you watched their games i mean their student section is just out of control the way that they go i mean they have choreographed chants and the whole thing is in sync i mean outside of the acc it's it's one of the best environments in the entire country how much of that put into your decision
2: uh, yeah, you know, obviously it's great to have a big crowd. I mean, they average a ton of fans every game, even in, you know, games that aren't supposed to be a huge deal or beginning of the season when people aren't really coming out. Uh, at a lot of other places, I mean, they pack it full, which is really cool to see because you love the support and the fun atmosphere like that. But I just think it kind of describes, like, how uh, the town is, you know, around that campus, how much they support athletic. And I just think in my decision – um, I mean, I obviously didn't get to witness it in person this year, but just uh, all the coaches send me videos all the time. You just see the crowd going crazy, and everything's super hype and fun. It just seems like a really fun place to play, and I just thought I, uh, I'd think anyway that it'll be really fun uh, playing down there.
0: You obviously had recruiting interest from your hometown, Grizz, both basketball and football. and I know Montana State in the mix a little bit too, Utah State. Was there anybody else that came to the table uh, later on in your high school career that that really maybe sparked your interest, that recruited you and offered you anything?
2: Uh, Yeah, I had a couple places. uh, Like Boise State uh, offered me, and I went down on a visit there, and it it was honestly a great time. I just like Utah State better and feel like it's a better fit for me. Um, And then a bunch of schools in the big sky had called me, and then some other places like Pepperdine, and you know, just a couple other uh, that didn't necessarily offer me but were interested in me and recruiting me. But uh, I felt the connection pretty state with or pretty quick with uh, Utah State just when you know going on the visit and then coming back and seeing Boise State and stuff, and then you know it just felt right to me honestly
1: well it's interesting too right because it's not an indictment on any other teams or any other you know uh, uh schools it' it is about fit like I feel great in you know my little Kia and Coulter's got his jacked up truck that he drives <laughs> around and it works for us you know what so you just got to find the right fit right
2: yeah for sure and like I went uh I was gonna go on a visit to Montana State too and then I mean I love Danny Sprinkle he's a great coach great guy I just it was hard telling him no, too, and the rest of the coaches, honestly, because it's nothing against them or their school. I mean, it was a great time. I just, It just feels like whatever is the better fit is where you want to be.
0: Well, right now it's been interesting to watch basketball out west in general because I think that the Pac-12 uh, has been down a little bit. But we argue about that on our show all the time. You know, is it actually down or are the teams just more even, you know, kind of just beating each other up? But here nor there. The Mountain West is arguably the premier basketball league in the West right now, and definitely on par with the Pac-12. So what do you think about just transitioning to that level? I mean, what do you think this last couple of years has done to prepare you for it? And what are some of the next steps you think you need to add to your game to get ready to play in that league? Uh,
2: You know, I just think I got to get faster, stronger, you know, in the weight room, uh, more athletic, and then just keep working on my skills. I think – um, I mean, I know I've been working hard, and Utah State sent me stuff to do lifting-wise and agility, sprints, stuff like that, uh, which is really fun because I enjoy that. And I just think the last years, you know, playing for Hellgate and then also AU Ball, um, you go get the exposure and you play against a lot of players you don't see all the time. And then you, you like, learn new things, new skills, work on stuff, and then come back to high school season and uh, be able to showcase those and your hometown and across the state. Uh, and I just think it prepared me just like mentally and physically. You know, those are long uh, seasons and long summers of playing, and I'll definitely uh, be in shape for that next year, or I need to be, and I think that's just what it prepared me for.
0: Well, as, as all of us that love basketball, I mean, we were all so sad when the NCAA tournament got canceled and then we were in the middle of the Big Sky tournament in Boise. We were about to watch the quarterfinals when the whole thing kind of came down but maybe the indelible memory the lone march madness memory we got as sports fans was utah state all-american sam merrill hitting the game-winning shot to win the mountain west tournament against san diego state i mean what an amazing moment and he's an amazing player i got a chance to see him live in bozeman two years ago and he's definitely one of the great players in all of college basketball but i mean for you as a guy that's heading there what was that moment like for you to watch i'm sure you saw the highlights
2: Yeah, uh, I was kind of bummed out. Uh, We had a game, actually, at Sentinel for divisionals. Like, probably, like, I was getting warmed up while that game was going on, so I didn't get to see it live. But right before I went out, uh, my football coach, Mick Morris at Hellgate, showed me the highlight, and it was just a crazy shot, especially to beat a good team like that Um, and just finish out on top in the Mountain West. is really cool. I know, obviously, all the players and coaches were excited. I was super jacked. But, I mean, he's just a great player, too, and great players make great plays. And uh, it was just amazing shot, and he had an amazing career at Utah State.
0: Well, Coach Craig Smith, he's been there for a couple years. I know that it was Stu Moore who has deep Missoula and Montana connections that built the foundation at Utah State, was there for 18 years, won over 600 games, built Utah State into a power. But Craig smith been there a couple of years now. After taking over, uh, from after doing a great job at, at South Dakota, Specifically, Coach Smith, what would you like about him, his recruiting pitch, his his coaching style, and, and just what his vision is for Utah State basketball?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think proof's in the pudding a little bit when he comes in, you know, and they win the first year, and then they also win this year. Um, obviously, you got to be a good coach. Uh, and then I think he's just a player's coach. You know, I think you want to play for him. His players want to, and I know I do. Uh, he just makes you feel like, uh, you know, he loves – he tells you what he loves about your game, what he thinks you can do uh, instills a lot of confidence in me and, you know, just supports me. You know, he texts me all the time. he's on my family doing checks in. Uh, and then he's all about the players. You know, he's not, he doesn't have a super big ego about it. And, you know, it's just all about the players. And I just enjoy being around him too. As a person talking to him, he's easy to talk to. And I think just the way he runs things, you know, when I was on my visit, their first, it was their first practice of the year. I think it's one of the most professional practices I've seen. Just like no wasted time, no wasted movement, just really professional, uh, get to the point. And then all the stuff they do, I just I thought it was good, you know, enjoyed the practice. I just think he's a great guy.
1: Raleigh Wooster joining us, senior at Hellgate High School, two-time Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in boys basketball, headed to Utah State to play. Let's bring it back to the here and now, though, Raleigh, because... You are in school. You're finishing up your senior year. You don't even know yet if you're going to be able to go back physically to school so you're doing all this stuff remotely also you're trying to physically prepare yourself you know for basketball as you've been talking about in Logan but this is this is a weird time for everybody but what's it been like for you to try and you know do your classes online over the phone over the computer and so on and so forth and get you know across the finish line and get graduated so that you know you are first of all eligible and ready to go for next season and then and then the basketball side of it too
2: yeah you know it hasn't been too bad for me uh I think just the big thing for school right now is just having a computer and Wi-Fi to do it on. But uh, the teachers at Hellgate have been great in the administration. You know, they've been sending out a ton of emails and um, updating. Uh, we use Google Classroom for all our assignments, and it's pretty simple to use. So it's been nice that way. It's simple for you, but trust me, your
1: older teachers—they're struggling, my friend. I can tell you firsthand. There's a lot of people that are just going. I don't know how to upload a document. I can't get a picture on here. Very hard for the older
2: group. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it might be, but just from my standpoint, it hasn't been too bad. But gotcha. uh, yeah, I, I think everyone's just been uh, working hard to try and make it all work. It's just weird times right now, uh, and then I think it's just. Uh, unfortunate especially if we can't ever go back this year because you know you look forward to going back and like senior prom and graduation with your friends and you know this is kind of one of the more fun parts of the year knowing you're about to be done and finish out but uh yeah i'm just making sure i get all my stuff done so i can be eligible for next year
1: well, Raleigh, I'll tell you what, man, we really appreciate it. We've enjoyed watching you uh, throughout your high school career. We'll look forward to tracking you down there. And, Logan, best of luck to you. We appreciate you joining us uh, here today, and we'll we'll certainly catch up with you on down the line. All right, man?
2: Yeah, sounds good, and thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: He's mm-hmm. perhaps the greatest basketball player in Montana history. But also, you know, Riley Ratchett went down there for a little while. It wasn't the right fit. He ended up coming back yeah. uh, to Montana, so we'll see. But we, we've always enjoyed Raleigh. He's a great kid, uh, and we wish him the best of luck.
1: Well, and one of the outstanding high school players, you know, in 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 Montana history. I mean, he really. A, a Certainly one of the most decorated, and it, it's
0: yeah. it was it was really too bad because you asked him that first question about Hellgate's Redemption Tour. I mean, it, it's really too bad that Raleigh Wooster. You know, he, he's one of only a couple guys to ever be multiple time Gatorade Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. And that's a great individual accolade, but he also does not have a state championship. He has a co-state championship from this year, but he does not get that that one shining moment. And I wish he would have had it, because I think they certainly would have had it. I think yeah. they certainly would have won that game and capped a 24-0 season, and would have been remembered as one of the great teams in the history of the state of Montana. And so it's too bad for those guys, but... As you heard there, the kid has a positive attitude. He's not dwelling on the things that could have been. He's just focusing on what could be, and I think, that that's, uh, I think that's cool. I think it's great for him.
1: Stu Telling Nuwana's, 1029 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are well. Hope things are excellent in your worlds. We appreciate you letting us be with you. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, the latest transfer out of Idaho State Spens basketball team is transferring in conference to Weber State. We'll also talk, take a look at who's even left on the team in Pocatello, and what are the dynamics of transferring in general right now because they seem to be shifting pretty dramatically. I'll tell you why next.
3: At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, we're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more.
1: bands that should be more famous than they are that is Wolf Mother. It's Tutel and Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio outstanding to be with you on a Tuesday appreciate each and every one of you at Gus Tutel on Twitter at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT as well your relevant Twitter handles you can hit us up on there say what's going on Who's the most underrated band? The Most under maybe if, maybe for another day. I'm just you know it's just occurring to me. This would be one of them. Uh, Coulter. Balint Moxon. Yep, you got it. Has become the latest Idaho State Bengal men's basketball player to transfer. Yep, he is transferring as a grad transfer, and the grad transfer thing is because is you know very common. So this by itself is not a big deal. The only eyebrow raising. Of this would be that he's transferring within the Big Sky Conference to Weber State. Um, often, when guys grad transfer, they're trying to go play in a league, in a conference that's different than the one that they've been in and see, so you, you know, get a different look at things and all that kind of deal. He's just transferring to a different school, obviously, within the Big Sky to Weber State. This also is eyebrow raising because it comes on the heels of of, count them up, one, two, three, four, five, six guys who have transferred from everywhere from Utah and Creighton to Pacific and Portland State, out of Idaho State, and this after Bill Evans was fired a year ago. Now they stuck around for this year and now are not sticking around any longer. And so you're talking about uh, a so huge there, Some of these guys
0: left before, the, before this year tell, as okay, well, too. Okay. Uh, I I just think there are multiple things that are interesting about this. First of all, as we know, Weber State had almost no one back on their roster. They graduated several. They had a bunch more leave. So they had seven scholarships coming into this offseason, which is this is not the early offseason. This is the late offseason. It's hard to fill those things. They've now filled them then with grad transfers from now Idaho State with Ballant Moxon, Grand Canyon, uh, in Florida, and then they also have a couple junior college transfers, and now they have a European kid that's about to sign, so they almost have it all wrapped up here in short order. So that's interesting from the Weber State perspective. From the Idaho State perspective, I just find it hilarious, <laughs> darkly hilarious, when schools that don't really invest much of anything in certain programs have coaches that are better than they deserve get rid of those coaches and then get what they deserve. I argue this forever. There's different levels of expectation at every school in the Big Sky Conference. I think if you're finishing in the middle of the league at Montana, you're not living up to expectations. If you're finishing in the middle of the league at Weber State, you're not living up to expectations. If you're finishing anything but last at Idaho State, you're exceeding expectations. In terms of the resources that are put into the program, the expectation at Idaho State in men's basketball, specifically men's basketball, is last. That is the expectation. And Bill Evans, while was never a world beater while he was at Idaho State, never finished last, mostly finished 7th or 8th, which I would say is actually playing above your head more than almost any team in the league. And when you look at the places that these guys have gone, I mean, if you had a a team, Novak Topalovic, Brandon Boyd, Alonzo Walker, Gary Chivician, Kelvin Jones, and Ballant Moxon, if you had that team right now, those guys, all those guys coming into the Big Sky next year, I'd pick you in the top three teams in the league. Yeah, And they would have had those guys if they would have kept Bill Evans. But instead, Idaho State forced Bill Evans into retirement and hired Ryan Looney. And now we have not had a chance to talk to Ryan Looney. Right. Ryan Looney had great success at Point Loma, a Division II school. And they did win a game in the Big Sky tournament this year. So we'll see what the results are. And maybe the, the roster turnover will be the foundation for them having a resurgence in Idaho State basketball. But all I'm saying is that I just thought it was a hasty decision to get rid of Bill Evans. And then you have all these pretty talented guys just leave. I just think I just really, really would have wished that they would have just – I mean, all Evans asked for there was a one-year deal. So he could just coach all these guys during their junior and senior years. I just think that would have been a, a pretty okay team.
1: Uh, this is, again, to your point, this is not about, oh, Ryan Looney is not a good coach or something we like that. We have no idea yet. No. But what it is is when you have a guy who's been there for a long time – it's it's hard to get a coach to come to a place like Portland State, excuse me, like like uh, Pocatello in Idaho State, and stay for a long time. Look, it's hard to get any coach at the Big Sky level to to stay for any sort of duration and and be good. And Bill Evans was a a better than you think head coach, given all the things that he had, you know, all the the the, the challenges of being a head coach at Idaho State, like you said. And then when he goes. All the players that have been there that were good players, or, or many of them, head for the exits. And that's not an indictment on Ryan Looney. That's the guys who looked like they, you know, liked Bill Evans and wanted to be there with him. And then when the t- time came that that wasn't going to happen anymore, they said, see you later. And we'll see how they're able to reload, to recruit, to rebuild, and all of that stuff. But it's a hard process. Ryan Looney could be, you know, a great coach, and it's still going to be a much harder ask than it would be if he was the head coach at other places, like maybe even Point Loma, right? Where within their division, within their conference, where they, you know, who they play is a school that a lot of kids are, want to go play at and want to, you know, uh, 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 you know, have their careers there. So, you know, we'll find out soon enough, I guess, how how things go at Idaho State. But right now, it's not good. And right now, I mean they they they're looking for they're looking for dudes. It's just it's Point Loma played
0: for the Division II National Championship. Brian Leone's last year there. And I actually followed I followed them a little more closely than maybe I would have because they had a young man named Dalton Hamas. Dalton Hamas is the younger brother of Jasmine Hamas, who was once upon a time the Big Sky Conference MVP at Montana State. Their aunt. Blythe, she was also a Montana State Hall of Famer, so they had strong connections to the state of Montana, strong connections to the MSU basketball program. Dalton Humps was a guy that was a late bloomer. Coming out of high school, he was a, a you know a, a normal sized guard who then de- who blossomed into a. He had a huge growth spurt. He became a six foot eight guard. And he was the star of the NBA Summer League last year. He almost made the Milwaukee Bucks, and now he's playing in the G League. But he was one of the breakout stars. A kid from a D2 school who's then all of a sudden tearing it up. Yeah. But I guess my point is that he would have been the best player on Idaho State last year. Right. Certainly. If you can get a dude like that, though, to go to Point Loma, maybe Ryan Looney can get a dude like that at Idaho State. We'll see. But um, I, I just think that... Uh, I know State wouldn't have had this mass exit if they wouldn't have gotten rid of Bill Evans. And I also worry, you know, all these guys, all those guys, I especially, they, they're, they're, you know, good, solid, big sky players. None of them, besides Brandon Boyd, was actually a star. But I just worry so much if a guy like Novak Topalovic can go to Utah or a guy like Kelvin Jones can go to Creighton, what sort of minor league system is the big sky becoming? And if you got guys that are just straight up leaving to go be the 11th man at Creighton, then what's the point? It just seems so weird. I just hope this, with this new transfer stuff, I mean, if you're a grad transfer and you earned your undergrad degree, I bu- you should be able to go wherever you want. Great. But if there's going to be all these no no waivers, like Holland Woods is not a grad transfer, but he basically transferred to Arizona State from Portland State under the premise that he thinks that the rule that you could transfer once without having to sit out is going to get passed. It's, who knows if it does or not, but I just think that when you're losing first-team all-league players to – bigger schools and then those guys don't go go there and they don't do anything it just it makes it pointless on both sides right cuz so all of a sudden you're the one developing these guys then they're going somewhere else you don't get to see the dividends of their senior year but also
1: they're not getting to play at their their highest level and, and produce at their highest level either i want to continue this conversation i'm going to take a different strain. i'm going to take a different view on this uh, sort of as a devil's advocate, but also just with a question. We'll do that right after this.
3: At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, we're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more.
2: Welcome
1: back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Check us out on the podcast. The Tell Nuanas podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. All over the podcast world. All right, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Transistor. Go enjoy it. It's there thanks to Blackfoot. We appreciate them for getting us on the podcast side of things very much. Uh, <coughs> Colter, we were talking about the transfers. we were specifically talking about Idaho State, but I want to ask you this question because sure. you said, you know, it's a bad look when guys are transferring, even if they're grad transferring, to go to schools where they're not playing or they're not, you know, that it's it's not, you know, they're not. Is Holland Woods what kind of player is he going to be at Arizona State? Now he's a chance, I think, to 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 actually garner a fair amount of playing time at Arizona State. I mean, he's a really good player, yeah. but um, but other guys, some of these, you know the f- The third or fourth player at Idaho State is probably going to not go make much of an impact when he heads to Creighton. You know
0: that kid's seven feet tall, so that's the reason he got a shot at Creighton. But yeah, I mean, Kelvin Jones was not uh,
1: he was not a standout in the Big Sky. So, but, but here's my here's my question, I guess. If you do, if you you know, you come out of high school and you go to the Big Sky Conference, and you you work in your career to a point where Maybe you're a late bloomer. Maybe you've had, you know, uh, just playing on the Division One college level gets you more exposure than you were ever, ever able to get because you weren't on an AAU circuit or something like that sure. coming out of high school, whatever it might be. And now all of a sudden you have a coach who tells you, you know what, there's a spot for you if you want to come to a big-time program like Creighton, though it's not in a Power Five or a high-major conference or, you know, a high-major conference type of school. And... Hopefully they're honest about what your prospects are of going out there and you're not going to probably be, you know, go and be the, 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 you know, the number one guy or even a starter or whatever it is. Yep. But I think that there's a lot of kids. Look, I don't know. We all, we always talk about guys, especially, especially basketball players have basically, if you're playing division one basketball, you have basically been the best player on your team your whole life. Right. And you got one thing on your head, and that is to go to the league. I mean, you want to go play in the NBA or at least certainly play professionally, but I think, you know, a lot of kids are going, you know, no, I'm 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 going. I grew up with Jamal Crawford or whatever it is. I'm gonna go play NBA basketball. All I'm saying is this we we assume that's true about a lot of these kids, and for many of them it is. I think there's a lot of kids that understand this is the end of the road. I'm gonna play division one basketball. That's interesting. I enjoy it. We'll see what happens. Maybe there's something for me, but but this is what I'm here to do. I'm enjoying playing basketball, and and I'm gonna let let that be what it is. And within that mindset, if you go, you know what? I could go to Creighton, and there's fourteen thousand people coming to every single basketball game, as opposed sure. to fourteen hundred in Pocatello, and it matters there and I could sure. you know go experience that even if I even if I never play even if I'm the 11th guy but I'm on the team I'm ex- I'm doing this thing you know in this place Arizona State the same thing I could go down to a state university in Arizona James well, he, and he's also from there too Holland, Holland, from, right there? okay so go you know so go out
0: I mean that, that's a that part I think makes a lot of
1: sense but I mean with it just within and say you know hey what would it be like to be on a college basketball team at a at a university that has 40,000 undergrad students at it that are, you know, a tenth of them are going to every game and I'm there, I'm in the uniform, I'm doing the thing, you know what? I, I would like to have that experience even if it means that I went from being a 32 minute a game guy to a 2 minute a game guy yeah, you sure. know? and nobody wants that, right, presumably they you want to play, you go you because you want to play, but also I think that there are more things that go into it, and we scoff at this. We kind of laugh at this, but it, I, it, it's not crazy to me. I feel like I've seen this before where guys grad transfer because they have a program academically that they really want to go do, you know, no, no and question. we never talk about that within the context of sports. It's always like, well, why did you want to go play for this coach? It's never about, well, you know what? They had a great paleontology program. That's what I care about. So I, I don't know. It just seems like there's – we. I get it, okay, we're doing sports talk, we're talking about athletes, we're talking about kids playing sports, and if you're playing Division I sports, it's a huge part of your life, and for most of them, I would say it is the central portion of their life, it is it is the hinge on which the door swings when you talk about decision making and what you're doing, where you're going, but also, there are a plethora of other reasons and uh, 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 you know, motivations to do various things and go various places, and if I had been at Idaho State for three three years, and I had a chance to go to Creighton or Arizona State, regardless of outcome, I think I would be pretty hard pressed to go. Mm, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay here with a second year head coach. You know,
0: for sure. And I mean, this is this is the Geno Crandall, right? Geno Crandall is an outstanding guard at absolutely North Dakota, and when you know, Geno Crandall is from Minneapolis. So he actually is a Midwest guy. But when it was announced that North Dakota was leaving the Big Sky, he said, well, I don't want to play in the Summit. I don't want to play basketball in the Midwest. Right. I think I have a, more of a West Coast style. I want to play on the West Coast. So he graduated for Tigginsaga. And mm-hmm. he was by no means a star, but he
1: played. He was like the sixth man. Six, he's the, six, he's
0: like the, yeah, He's like the first combo guard off the bench. And yeah. But he, I mean, he had some highlights, and he got to play in big games, and he got to play against the best of the best. Went to tournament
1: and, and went to – And now he's
0: playing overseas. Neat, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it all works out for sure. And I totally, uh, I, I totally get what you're saying. I think it is a good one. You know, I I, I think that um, I think there's more delusion in Division One men's college basketball in terms of the individuals than there is in any other sport. Yeah, yeah. I really do. And I think that, that it, I think it impacts the the breadth of the sport more than maybe any other factor.
1: Let me ask you one more question about this, and let's use Geno Crandall as a as a uh, an example. I have no idea what Gino Crandall believed about himself as a player, professionally, NBA, overseas, whatever it is, whatever it was. I don't know what he expected out of the transfer from North Dakota to Gonzaga and what that was going to be like and what he was going to get to be able to do. I would tend to argue that, you know, he he went, he got to play for Gonzaga, went and played multiple games in the tournament, played in some big games, and within the context of his time at Gonzaga for one season – got everything you would have wanted to get basically out of that out of that transfer whether he thought he was going to be a starter or something like that I have no idea but I don't to me looking on the outside I thought he did pretty well for himself all things considered sure I don't see any change whatsoever in his profile or his stock better or worse for having done either thing staying at North Dakota or going to Gonzaga when it comes to what happens at the next level like Guys coming yeah. out like just because you play at Duke. Right. Like if you're playing at Duke, that's already saying something. So right. okay, I get that. Totally. But like if you transfer into Duke on your on your last year, I don't think a bunch of NBA scouts are going, oh wow, he made it to Duke. We sure. better take long and right, hard right, look right. at this guy. You huh. go to the combine, you do the thing, and you see where your where your chips fall. What do you prioritize, I guess, is what it comes down to?
0: Because yeah. I think a lot of the atmosphere and stuff like that, I mean, playing at Arizona State in front of a bunch of people, that's one thing. But I, I I would never fault a guy for transferring to Gonzaga because if you go to Gonzaga, it's the most surefire trip to the NCAA tournament that there is in college <laughs> right. basketball. You're going to the tournament. Yeah, whereas, sure. <laughs> whereas even though Arizona State is on a national level a better program than Portland State... I don't know if you actually have a better chance of going to the NCAA well, tournament. right now, you're right probably now, right. Right now, you don't. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're Holland Woods and you're going to be the best player coming back in the Big Sky,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'd have to think that you would have the best chance of leading your team mm-hmm. to the NCAA tournament. I'm not saying Portland State would be, is going to be my preseason Big Sky favorite next year, but if they would have had Holland Woods, I think they would have been in the top three, probably. Yeah. And I, I don't know what Arizona State's got coming back. They've been okay under Bobby Hurley recently, but also... At this point, the Pac 12 is like a one or two bid league. So, how do you make it out of the Pac 12 either? I don't know. I I think it does come down to priority. I I just, it drives me crazy when some guys, though, when they transfer to schools that really just have no shot of getting in the SLA tournament and you're just leaving one situation for another and it's just kind of a wash. And it just, you know, if you have an elevated opportunity for your own individual self, okay, that's one thing. But just leaving for the prestige or whatever, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense on, to me
1: on on the uh, for the procedure and all that. I get I get that, but let's talk about transferring in conference. Okay, uh, we when you go from Idaho State to Weber State, for instance, or from Idaho State to Portland State, has been the case uh, for uh, Alonzo Walker. I think you are talking about kids who really just wanted out of the situation that they were in, you know, and right. You know, if that's if that's the case, uh, it has worked out so well. In particular, very recently for one person, Fallon Friggy, like when sure. she goes. And I wasn't in conference because North Dakota left the conference, but it's it's a parallel move, I guess, if you want to talk about in terms of the the conferences or whatever. But what she got out of her one and only season at Montana State. Not just the team success, but her place and her role and her relationship—I guess you would say—with the group. I mean, it was—it was really enjoyable to watch her excitement about what what she was now finally getting, and that's so much. I mean, that's ha- if you're if you are just happy with the people that you're with, the coach that you have, the, the and, and and all of that. If you're the seventh person or whatever, I mean, again, I think that that is. Maybe this is sort of a too passive a way to think about it, but I think that, that like is, is a big draw. And if clearly it's not working out in a place, I mean, there's such a thing as transferring into a school because you want to go play at Arizona State, and there's such a thing as transferring out of a place where you're like, nah, I'm good here. And I think you're seeing both of that right now at Idaho State in some ways.
0: No doubt. <laughs> and I think that's one thing we overlook a lot of times too is just the lifestyle upgrade. I mean, to be frank, if you're moving from... Pocatello, Idaho, a lot of other places, it's going to be a lifestyle upgrade, especially for a young person. We you found Fergie moving from Grand Forks, North Dakota to Bozeman, Montana. I think that most people would consider that a lifestyle upgrade, yeah. especially for college kids because it's the college town element too, right, that's accentuated. I don't know. I, I think that there is a lot more details than maybe go into just the standing on your lawn and saying, mm, all these kids transfer, transfer portals to the devil.
1: Boys and girls, we appreciate being with you. We'll hit the 25-day plan tomorrow. Flyleaf, better than Paramore.
0: It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear